It's March. It is madness. I okay, then. All right, John, we're back. Um, we're back. Here to talk. Well, we would talk a lot about the Big 12 tournament, John, but compared to the other tournaments, the Big 12 tournament kind of sucks. I mean, you had the ACC tournament with a seven seed Virginia Tech beat Duke and win it all. You had some pretty good buzzers. games. A lot of buzzer beaters as well. Yeah, I mean, you had that Iowa-Indiana game, which came down to that last second three. Um, you had I, you know, Illinois obviously losing in a really close game to Indiana. Indiana still played it really well against Iowa. But, I mean, the Big 12 tournament was kind of lame. I mean, besides the sick Ochai dunks and Oklahoma almost playing themselves into the tournament, uh, it was there wasn't a whole lot to it. The you know KU Tech game was close in the first half. That was really fun, but KU kind of just got a four or five point lead in the second half, and they really they just couldn't really hold on. That was really one of the best performances for KU this season. I mean, starting things off against TCU in the conference tournament, uh, they were really getting things together. Especially, well, oh no, what was it? West Virginia? It was West Virginia. Um, so- but a lot of key contributors for KU, um, O'Shea Abaji, uh, just proving once again he's he's the best player in the Big 12 for a reason. Uh, and that's just with the way he's just been playing overall with the high-flying dunks, uh, the wide-open threes. That that guy is just unconscious, man. He's just unreal. He's a, I mean, Christian, oh Christian, Christian Brown played incredible as well um mitch lightfoot out, out of all people he he was he was doing pretty good I, he I, had I, a three <laughs> he had a three i, I know that's but, so rare yeah the possibilities but um K, K, yeah go ahead i was just gonna say he did suffer an injury in the yeah. big 12 championship so we'll keep our eye on that i mean i thought it was an ankle sprain or something but i think somebody told me it could be acl stuff so um, we'll have to keep an eye on that. He was able to climb the ladder and cut down the nets. So something for KU fans, I guess. They I just, mean, it's like, it's like a glory. The big 12 tournament this season was pretty much like the, the it's like KU saying, Oh, you, you like that? We're going to do it again. All right. It's so nice. Uh, oh, they did mention this on like their social media stuff. It's so nice. They did it twice. Yeah. Come on, well, man. well so, John, I mean, so it's that's a, re- a lame excuse. But yeah. Okay. I mean, I wish we could talk about it more because, I mean, I'd be a pretty good source of information. I watched every single game with a very close eye because I was there. If you didn't know, I was um, working the Big 12 tournament for the T-Mobile Center doing the board show and stuff. Um, you know, John, that Thursday where I was there from like 9.30 to a.m. to 11 p.m., and that last, the Texas Tech-Iowa State game, that was like a 30-point blowout, and Iowa State couldn't do anything. I was just like, oh my God. I was just watching this game. I was like, man, like, how stupid is this? Like, these 10 guys are just trying to put a ball in a bucket. It's like, why do people watch this? Like, this is so dumb. And oh then I, <laughs> I was just the having half, The half-court shot at the end of the first half, that was oh. the most brightest I've ever seen Hilton South in my life. <laughs> But, but, um, I mean, give credit to Iowa State, they travel, but they got absolutely mollywopped in that game. I mean, they could, they did it to themselves, really. I mean, they just, they they played terrible. Uh, Texas Tech, it looked like early on, Texas Tech was going to really do some damage in the Big 12 tournament just with the way they played against Iowa State. Uh, next day later, they play Oklahoma. 
they barely get away with a win, and they've just been through a lot of scoring droughts offensively. They, they definitely have a de- defense to go to the Final Four, but yeah, they just I mean, need a lot more offensive weapons. They just need to finish things out, uh, just capitalize offensively, and it just didn't really happen for Texas Tech in, in, the, in the final two games. I mean, they went on like a six- or seven-minute scoring drive in that Oklahoma game. They, I mean, it was, it was, uh, no, it was, uh, I think I marked, I think I marked this down. It was eight minutes and 38 seconds. Holy cow. I mean, I was just watching the game. Like, you know, you kind of zone out watching games sometimes and you're, I'm just looking at the score. I'm like, how is this a four point game? Like Oklahoma or uh, Texas tech was up by like 13. They were just kind of cruising, but they just took their foot off the gas pedal. And they, I mean, they almost, they almost lost it. Cause you know, Emoja Gibson had that one shot. Uh, well, I forgot who grabbed it, but he traveled. But I guess you can't review and put time on the clock when a travel was called, so the game just ended. But yeah, that was that was crazy. There was, and it's such a shame, John. At the at the tournament, they did the uh, they did like this uh, ultimate shot challenge, uh, where you had to make a layup, a free throw, a three and a half court shot to win like six thousand dollars worth of gas at from Philip sixty six. And like this one guy had forty seconds to do it. And he just, he was close a couple of times, but he was, he was starting to do it underhanded. He couldn't, he, I, was like, how do you, I was like, how do you not have the power to hit the shoot a half court shot? Like I was you like, would, dude, with the amount of gas prices that keeps, I know. Up, how do you not take that more seriously? I mean, that, that literally, that literally just, that'd give you the free will to go get gas about any time. But no, no I, I guess you, if you can't take things seriously, pretty much, uh, pretty much do what Cartier Jara did in his in his final year at K State and kind of screwed the pooch. Uh, yeah. but if that's if that's the case. I mean, by all means, brother, if yeah. you want to pay for my gas, suit yourself. I mean, you want a little bit of money. I know if you make the three, you get some money and stuff. But could have won uh, sixty one hundred dollars. I mean, what was it? What What was it like? Was it like the layup, go back to the free throw line, make that go to the three-point line? Yeah. Make that, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, you had 66 seconds, you know, because obviously it was – but, you know, this was a lot of time. They did one – they did around the world, but they didn't do it from, like, the – even, like, the free throw or, like, you know, around that area. They did it from, like, the, the paint. So it was, like, a layup, like a five-footer, and then a free throw, and then you did it on the other side. You had a minute to do it. There's this one guy. He knew it was super easy. So he would he would take a few steps back and like do a couple of moves and then like fade away and shoot. It was it was it was like he was the star of the tournament. That was the funniest thing ever. He was doing you know some warm up stuff. I wish I remembered his name. It was absolutely hilarious. You know who he was? Uh, you know who they were a fan of? Like any any of those guys? Who? Like the guys who were shooting? Were were they were they wearing a certain Big Twelve team? Um, I'm trying to remember. I don't really think so. I think um. The guy for TCU, O'Bannon, his dad did did the around the world one, or maybe it was the ultimate shot. But yeah, he's just like, it, it was just yeah, TCU fan. Oh, you know, I forgot, I forgot his first name, but yeah, that was that was kind of weird. Honestly, but, we got it. We what we what would we be doing right now? We got to give TCU some credit coming back from yeah a lot of points down to beat Chris Beer in Texas. Beautiful. Also. One one thing that I do know for sure is that Texas is not going to make it out of the first round. 
Yeah, that's they never do. Hard to trust Texas. You know, our producer at the tournament told us that we shouldn't shoot fans doing horns down. I'm just like, this is like every shot. Like, if you're not shooting a Texas fan, it doesn't even matter who's playing. Like, they're gonna throw the horns down up. They does like, you know like what? I, I mean, nothing to our producer, but one who who we bow down to, to always. But obviously, um, but come on, tech, Texas, they very very put the Big Twelve like almost in the worst possession possible twice now. Like they had, they they made Nebraska leave, they made Texas A and M leave, and now they never never ditching us. I mean, well, you, you got to do the horns down. I mean, especially when they have a lot of a lot of horrible fans. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. I mean, you you want to you want to talk about you want to talk about some of the toxic K State fans uh, going at Bruce Weber. There's a lot of toxic Texas fans, man. Holy crap! That's the, the think of it. Think of it like K State, like the toxic K State fans, I and mean, then times it by 50 i mean that is just absolutely absurd and insane for the most part yeah you know our producer was a really nice guy he's obviously got orders to follow from other people i'm sure i'm sure he was fine with it but he, we also we showed I think, him a, I think maybe inside he wanted to desperately but oh, he's, I'm just, sure. he's just he's just the right guy we, we also showed a missouri fan at, there's somebody wearing a Missouri sweater and every, all the KU fans just started booing and they're like, how about we not show fans from other conferences? <laughs> I thought that was really funny. It's, li- it's literally the SEC. I mean, there's, oh there's plenty of reasons on why to boo. Whoa, I know for KU fans because yeah. they hate Missouri yeah. uh, more than they hate K-State. So I don't know. That's Big 12. That's Big 12 tournament. I mean, I mean, especially uh, back in the old days, you had you had a lot of fans from KU, K State, uh, Iowa, Iowa State. I mean, y'all been when the and when Missouri was in the conference, we brought a bit big crowd, and Nebraska did too. Uh, Kansas City, out of all the places, deserves to host a basketball tournament. Just the amount of excitement it, it appeals to everybody. Yeah, I mean, the T-Mobile Center is a great place to have a, a, you know, a conference tournament like that when you're, you know, you're right across the street from Power and Light and stuff. You know, it's a really great place. So it, it sucks that, you know, Missouri and Nebraska aren't there. So you and you don't have all, you know, at least four or five teams that are close by. But, you know, I think it's still a great place to have. But, I mean, again, well, tournament was pretty boring. KU kind of well, just ran through every – go ahead, John. Well, have Nebraska – well, have Nebraska and K-State, uh, I mean, next coming years playing in – and uh, T-Mobile Center as well. So yeah, I, I don't know. You you'll if Fred Ho- if Fred Hoiberg uh, gets the Nebraska program going, you'll you'll see a big, big, big crowd from them. That would uh, be fun. You know, you know what would be cool is if like maybe maybe not during like the conference tournament part, but like during the regular season, Kansas City does this big A classic, and you take out Colorado for Arkansas. And you and you play and you play like some of the old rivalries like KU versus Missouri, uh, K State versus Nebraska, Oklahoma. Well, once when Oklahoma leaves uh, for the SEC, you could do like Oklahoma versus Iowa State of something like that. I think that'd be really fun. That would be pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of bring back some classics because obviously everybody remembers what K- uh, Nebraska did to K State in football for all those years. And, you know, I think the hatred for all of that. Um, still holds true for a lot of fans 
But uh, I mean, that would that would be a really cool idea. We'll see what happens. I mean, K State's go to the Cayman Islands for the preseason tournament next year. So you gonna go? If only I, I could. <laughs> we might be the favorite now, but LSU is dealing with some of the NCAA situation. That's true. So, yeah, um, you got you got an NCAA uh, uh, sanctioned team, and then you also got a few mid majors. So I Who think knows? I think I think it's possible. I think it's possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see what happens there, but that's obviously a ways away. Let's go ahead and get to the NCAA tournament, John, which is kind of what we wanted to talk oh, about. Oh, baby. So, I mean, we, I can kind of go through all the matchups that are that kind of shaked out for the Big 12. KU's the number one seed in the Midwest region. Um, I know, did you see Dylan Davis on Twitter was complaining that they had to play two Texas 16 seeds, you know, when the, the game is in Fort Worth? It's like, dude, whatever, man. Like, you're, yeah. play, you're playing. And those two teams are nearby Houston. So, I yeah. mean, uh, I mean, they won't break. I mean, KU will travel. KU fans complain so much. It, it, can you imagine if KU loses to Texas Southern or Texas a and Corpus Christi? It's just like. John, we might, oh have, to, we might have to throw a. We, that, we that would be a second parade. The parade oh, number two. Oh, but for us, that'd be a second ceremonial. Oh, tribunal uh, ceremony for tribunal ceremony for, so, for one of those teams. Oh yeah, we would definitely have to whip out the tribunal ceremony for that. I mean, not to mention the fact that complaining about that, but that you're also like by far, based on metrics, have the easiest path to the Final Four. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, and then also in that same Midwest division, you got Iowa State, the 11 seed, playing LSU. Um, you know, we were talking before, Iowa State's probably going to be favored in that game, given everything that happened um, at LSU. They don't have a coach anymore. So, I mean, a pretty good uh, matchup for Iowa State. Um, they'll have the winner of Wisconsin and Colgate after that. Um, you know, Colgate, obviously, you know, your classic, you know, mid-teen seed that you see a lot in the tournament. So, you never know what happens with them. I know they, last year, I think it was lit last year, they were like, everybody was really high on Colgate. They almost you know, beat. They almost beat Arkansas. I had yeah. Arkansas winning that, but um, they, they came in pretty close. They just didn't have the, enough, the amount of pace for it. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't get the punt, did you? Oh, because Cole – yeah, I, okay. That's right. I see what you did there. I see what you did You couldn't keep pace with – Yeah, I, I see. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was, that was uncalled for. <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, and then we what can else? move up to – what are you gonna say, John? Oh, I was just saying, what what else do we got? So we can yeah. do my horrible joke. <laughs> yeah, swift transition. We got Texas Tech, the three seed in the West region. Uh, Gonzaga's the number one seed there. They're playing Montana State, which you know whatever. Um, they'll have uh, the winner of Rutgers and and Notre Dame, whoever wins that game, and Alabama. So I mean, you never know what happens there. They got Duke as the two seed if they make it to the Sweet 16. That's going to be a really tough matchup for Texas Tech, I think. But, um, I mean, you know, they got – that's a pretty tough path to get to the Final Four, John. I don't think there's going to be a lot of people picking Tech over Duke and Gonzaga. And then you also have Arkansas as a four seed. It's going to be be tough for them to make the Final Four, John. I mean, you also mentioned some of the lower teams as well. Memphis is probably playing its best basketball bet. Compared to everybody else that we've seen this year, Boise State just won the Mountain West. If I'm gonna have to pick my first Cinderella belt, like I'm gonna have to go with Vermont. I, I saw them playing the America East Championship. They were just shooting lights out all over uh, our, our our darlings uh, from UMBC. But yeah, 
I mean, you, you got you got if they're a hot shooting team, uh, the game is the game is in Buffalo, which is pretty which is pretty close to uh, uh, Vermont, if I'm not mistaken. So that'll be a great one. I, I I'm also I also kind of decided to pull the trigger a little bit, and I put records into the Sweet Sixteen as well. Whoa, okay. I'm I'm kind of okay. buying into okay. the big team a little bit after after the conference tournaments. Okay. As much what? as I, as as much as I'm a Big Twelve fan, except for KU. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. KU's pretty much a Big Ten team at this point. We can just kick them, kick them to the, to to them. But yeah, yes. I mean, so in contrast to Kansas, Baylor, the number one seed in the East, arguably, maybe I think most people are in agreement, have the toughest, the toughest. bracket to get out of. I mean, you got Baylor one, Kentucky two, Purdue three. That's that's a really tough top three. I mean, oh my gosh! And then UCLA at four. Um, that's going to be a pretty tough thing. You know, even yeah. having even having to play North Carolina or Marquette as the eight or nine seed in the second round. I mean, that's are, the same North Carolina team that just beat Duke. To yeah, Coach K's, uh, Coach K's time in uh, Cameron Indoor Stadium. So that that's a tough North Carolina team that 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 Baylor may have to go through. Um, uh, even even St. Mary's as well. They they beat Gonzaga um, a couple of weeks back. Um, they'll they'll be pretty good. Um, some of these bubble teams as well. You're looking at the, uh, Virginia t- uh, Texas, uh, which we can yeah. Uh, that uh, they're playing Virginia Tech, uh, the ACC tournament champion. Uh, that one I'd be, that one I'd just be absolutely terrified if I'm Texas. I th- I think Virginia Tech. I mean that that might be the one that just just stares at me real quickly. I, I think the Hokies are going to get that one. Um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are going to be picking te- uh, Virginia Tech to beat Texas and Iowa State to beat LSU in those 11-6 matchups, given Virginia Tech just won the ACC. Texas is Texas. And, you know, obviously what's happening at LSU, I think those are going to be some pretty common upset picks that people are going to run towards. I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping my, my mom's school – my mom is from Wyoming – uh oh nice she went to laramie for uh for four years so i think if i had to pick a team to to make a run i I have to go with the mustard and poop colors of one (laughs) as though those are their official colors that's pretty much for i think they play indiana in the first four games so yeah yeah i knew i was missing one team from the big 12 and it was tcu they're the nine seed playing seton hall the eight seed uh they're gonna face arizona if they win which is that's uh, gonna be pretty tough for them i think tcu is gonna beat seton hall I, yeah I, I that, that one's that one's pretty much a gimmick i am mean, boy arizona's arizona's really good yeah all right they john are really really good yeah they are all right john generally just what is your general strategy when you're filling out a bracket that's, that, there's there's many different ways you can uh, take this, but the more I'm looking at my predicted bracket, just accept the fact that it's okay to get one wrong. I I thought I was going to talk some smack at Blake a little bit on who had the better bracket, but look, but looking at it now, um, I <laughs> I have a few I have a few uh, options that I regret so badly. Honestly. Uh, I have Vermont going to the Sweet 16, if that doesn't tell you anything. <laughs> Honestly, like, this this stuff is just complete luck. I think, like, it doesn't, Vermont like... Can beat, if Vermont can beat Arkansas, I think they can beat Connecticut. But, oh, yeah, I, it's just it's pretty much just luck. 
I mean, I was almost at a perfect bracket a couple years back, and then UMBC had to spoil things. So yeah, think thankfully K State was able to uh, give him give him karma for my sake. So yeah, uh, I but it's 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 pretty much it, there's a lot of op, there's a lot of scenarios, a lot of options uh, to choose from. Yeah, the I key mean, is just I, to fill out as many as possible, so you have all your bases. Covered. I just. I just look on. I just look on. I just look at this bracket. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, there's so many possibilities for an upset. Uh, yeah. A lot, a lot of upsets uh, that could potentially be. I mean, somehow, but the best team that day. I mean, the best team according to the rankings would just show out, and they just leave you a little bit disappointed. So I, I think what was it? We mentioned Arkansas and Colgate. I'm sure a lot of people had Colgate winning, but Arkansas just played better that day. Uh, and then you also get the UMBC Virginia type of games as well. So um, it's March, it's madness. Yeah. I mean, John, generally, one thing I like to do, because it usually happens, is just to randomly pick one or two or one, two or three seed to lose, just because I think I got a one and eight chance one of these years. I'm going to get it right. I still haven't, I don't think. I don't know who I would pick this year for it. But um, from a range of one to three, I might have to go with Montana State. Yeah. It would be fun to – what about Longwood? First time in the tournament. Longwood, Feeling hype? But Lancers out here. Yeah, I'm I'm shocked Georgia State's a 16 seed. Didn't they beat Baylor a couple years back? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I think they beat George, uh, Baylor a few years back. Um, what was that? The R.J. Hunter three-pointer? Yeah. Yeah. Is that against Baylor? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, his, his dad was coaching that game as well. So Yeah. There's just there's just a lot of games to go around. One, one thing I do know for sure is that Texas is losing. Texas is not winning. <laughs> you can agree with me on that. Blake, it, it's, it's not going to happen. Texas is 100% losing. Texas is losing. I think Virginia Tech's playing its best basketball of the year. I, I think I think it's bound to happen. Yeah. I mean, do you how do you how do you generally like to fill out getting to the final four? Do you ever like fill out your bracket, you see your final four and you're like, I went way too chalk on this. Like I have like three one like two one seeds, two two seeds and then you'll generally like pick an upset and have a four or five seed in there. I had a, that's, that's what I would say. Uh, that's what I say when I get into the sweet 16, because I okay. have, because I have Vermont records, Indiana. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just Vermont records and in Indiana, just running things over for the sweet 16. You know, John, so, I, I have a very specific memory of this one friend I had in high school. We okay. didn't watch basketball that much. Um, and uh, we were we were in physics class, which was a terrible class. Um, anyway, we were we were filling out a bracket, and it was, was it was just like just make it totally random. And he was and he picked UMBC to beat Virginia. So that a boy. Anything Whoa. can happen. You can have no basketball knowledge and predict the greatest upset in basketball history. I to, so I had to sadly, well, in terms of a random bracket, I had to pick UC Irvine over K State back in 2018 because that's just one amazing mascot. Yeah. The anteater, zap, 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 or something like that. Or I've been down to Irvine a few times, and uh, they, they they always chant like zap, 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 like Z O T. 
I don't know, but uh, but there's a lot of options you can you can pick out your bracket overall. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of strategies. Uh, I actually haven't filled mine out yet, John. So after this, I'm probably going to take some time to fill it out. We'll be posting our official brackets that will go up against each other on social media. So we'll see who gets the better. Um, I think it's going to be me because um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go for chaos. Because sure that's how the will. tournament always shakes out. You want chaos. I got Vermont going to the Sweet 16, buddy. How about I, Delaware going to the Sweet 16? Loyola, Chicago, back to the Final Four? Now, that is so many possible. possible. What, so what, what are you thinking about Delaware right there? Like, what? No. I, I just saw Delaware, and I was like, that'd be fun. Oh, man. Just a lot of good teams that's there. <laughs> I think I think it, it, who would you who would your early final four be right now if you had to look at a bracket, uh, just like give like in, in terms of an overview, who, who would be your final four? Um, it's tough from the Midwest to pick anybody but KU. Really, I think they're just by far the best team in that region. Um, I don't know. Maybe Auburn can give them a run for their money. I just mm-hmm. I don't know about I don't know about these Iowa Providence. I don't know if the, what these teams can do against KU's offense. Really, um, I think I think the East could be some interesting things. I mean, it's tempting to pick Kentucky. It's yeah. tempting to pick Kentucky. Um, I picked Kentucky. Should we? Should I just be a new homer and pick Illinois to come out of the South? No, pick them to lose. <laughs> you don't want them to lose to Chattanooga. So, Brad, yeah. So, so the fans could start getting pissed off at them. I mean, what I would probably go like West. I'd take Duke for the West right now, just not thinking, going through everything. Uh, Arizona, Kansas, and then what? Who? What like four seed can I pick here? Should I pick St. Mary's, or maybe I'll pick North Carolina? I'll just maybe. go crazy. Uh, but usually, see. there's some mid-major who makes the who makes the run. It's usually not like a like a mediocre. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's so random, but I'll, I'll, I'll take the time to think about it and fill it out after. Um, I'm sure we'll, we'll be covering March Madness as it goes on. There's, there's going to be a lot to talk about. It's always, it's, all, it's always a good time, especially when um, this is over spring break for us at uh, K-State. So we, got, we got all the time in the world to watch some basketball. That's right. It's going to be a good time. Um, you know, it's, it's the most wonderful time of the year, John. Yep. So um, you have any other thoughts before we move on to women's basketball? Um, go Tigers, go Texas Southern, go Texas. Yeah, there Corpus we go. Christi. Yeah, you already got them take going over AM Corpus Christi. Uh, well, one of those two teams I'd be yeah. satisfied with because oh. they're gonna be- beat the snot out of KU. Oh, can you imagine, John? Oh my gosh, can oh my you God. imagine? Oh my gosh, well, that, I don't know if we that'd be the best day of my life. That <laughs> best day of my life. I mean, like, my dad. That'd be Christmas, oh birthday, Fourth of July, all mixed into one. Yeah, and we get fun, fun at fans while doing it. I mean, like I can, I can, I have very vivid memories of making fun of my KU friends when they lost to Northern <laughs> Iowa that oh one year, God. and we made the Elite Eight. Like we made the Elite Eight, KU lost in the second round. So satisfying. And then the what that one year Trey Burke hit that crazy shot against KU. My dad's reaction was just. I mean, it was just like it was like K State won the national championship. It was, it was, it was. He's probably I don't know if he's been happier. Honestly, it was so hilarious. But you know, John, they deserve it. They really deserve it. 
They they so, they deserve it. I I want nothing. I want nothing more than to than to put KU down. <laughs> I mean, I I mentioned it like five times already. How much I want KU to just face the facts with the NCAA already. I mean, they've had their fun. I think it's time had for them. Fun. I want no mercy. <laughs> Well, let's move on to women's basketball, John. We don't need to talk about the uh, the Big 12 tournament game too much, I don't think. They lost to Texas 72-65. It was a pretty valiant effort, John. Yeah. Um, you know, Texas Tech made some runs. They got up to double-digit leads, but K-State would get, get you know try to get right back into it. Um, I think it was a valiant effort. Um, I don't know if you have anything you want to note before we just kind of talk about their uh, tournament seating in the matchup. I mean, competitively, K-State uh, really hung in with Texas. Uh, throughout the whole game, uh, K State uh, may have not gotten uh, as as much as uh, uh, probably got the best uh, from a Yokali as they could possibly get um, when facing against a, a very physical team in Texas, at least scoring 16, 7 of 8 uh, from field goal range. Uh, Emily Ebert, uh, 15 points. She did pretty, uh, she did very well. Serena Sundell with 11. I think overall in the game, K State was just. They were hanging in there, and there was a point to, in which K-State was down, I think, by four, but two consecutive threes uh, by Texas just really just really uh, opened things up. I think that was uh, – oh, what's his name? What's her name? Uh, Rory Harmon. Uh, she, think, oh, yeah. Or was it not Harmon? Wait. I, I'm uh, not sure. Oh, no, was no, just... no, 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 no. It was, uh, it was Aaliyah Mataru uh, for Texas who, who made uh, – who made five threes uh, in the entire game. So uh, oh, they, yeah. they eventually won the Big 12, and K-State was was the closest team uh, to beat Texas compared to Iowa State and Baylor. So um, I think if I look at that, I'd say, oh, good, but that's uh, not bad. We'll take a, we'll a first-round loss to Texas and head on to the NCAA tournament, and you can go from there. Yeah, I mean, they got a, a nine seed on a selection side. They're going to be playing Washington State, who wow. – uh, Washington State's the Cougars. Yeah. Uh, they made their second straight NCAA tournament. They were an eight seed last year in the Mercado region, and they lost to South Florida. But um, they're making the tournament for the third time overall. They still have yet to win a game in the tournament, Washington State. Um, what, they're 19 and 10 um, overall, 11 and 6 in the Pac-12. Uh, Pac uh, their 19 wins is the most in a single season in their program's history. Uh, the 11 Pac-12 victories is also a record for them for most conference wins in a season. So, I mean, Washington State's having one of their best seasons ever. Um, I'm sure they'll be eager to come into the tournament um, and get a rematch with NC State. And I think K-State feels the same way. NC State is the one seed in the Bridgeport region. Um, so both teams have played them before. What, K-State lost 90-69. to 69. Um, which obviously isn't a great look, but NC State's a really, really good team. NC State's really good, yeah. Yeah, that's the tough thing about getting an eight seed when the these one seeds in women's basketball are just like, they're kind of just a step above everybody else, really. Um, so that's going to be really tough, but it would be great to go to Raleigh, get a win, you know, uh, and just, you know, get to play, you know, even the chance to just get to play a great team, get a second look at NC State, I think it'd be a really good learning experience. And, you know, it's March Madness, John. You never know what can happen. It's madness. March Madness. That's right. Now, I think the first time this, this season where they put the uh, March Madness logo uh, for the women's basketball side of things as well. So, um, uh, hopefully, looking, for, looking forward to this matchup. Washington State winning five of the last seven games. 
they've been one of the hotter teams in the Pac-12. Um, um, I think for, if this is the fifth time both teams are playing against each other, K-State leads the series four to nothing. Um, so nothing. I mean, just, I was just point, pointing that out, but uh, you look at possibly the the rematch uh, for NC State, and I think K State could possibly get a little bit of a better chance at them, considering that they played them before in Raleigh. I think overall, it's just I was not I I don't know I was not anticipating to see K State play at NC State uh, again. I thought we were going to play at either uh, Palo Alto, based on what Charlie Cream had in his bracketology, but. Uh, you, you'll not only get a chance to play NC State twice, but you also get to play a team that should presumably bump you up uh, to, to because you, you really have nothing to lose when playing against NC State uh, besides just the season ending overall. Yeah. So. I mean, you're playing with house money, basically. You got nothing to lose. I mean, you just go out there and give it your all. I mean, the first thing I looked for, John, when I was looking at Washington State was their size because obviously you're kind of rolling the dice when you got somebody like Aoka Lee, you know, playing, you know, we kind of got a bad role playing Texas in the Big 12 tournament because they have really have sides that can match up with Aoka Lee and Lauren Ebo. Is that what, is that what it's looking like for Washington State? Um, well, I'm just looking at their top rebounder. This, uh, wow, I'm not even going to try. Bella Mudakatite, something like that. I'm probably Katiti. I totally blew that probably, but she's averaging seven rebounds a game. I saw their tallest girl is like 6'3, 6'4, which is decent. So, I mean, they're obviously going to pack the paint against Aoka Lee. Everybody knows what she's done. Um, it's kind of just the same story as everything else, John. We need, you know, we need a Laura, the, a Laura Mackey, a Serena Sundell, Glenn Twins to step up, you know, mm -hmm. create that pressure from the outside, which sets Aoka Lee up for success inside. But, I mean, if these teams aren't ready to, you know, double and triple team Aoka Lee, she could just go off this tournament and help this team make a run. But I highly doubt that's going to happen. Yeah, I, I doubt it's hap it'll happen as well, but. I think when you mentioned the size, I'm, I'm kind of looking at it now. There, there are some pretty big players at Aoka Lee. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of go assembling to a, to a Texas, but maybe to a lesser extent. Uh, so maybe the size is one thing, but the physicality is another. And I think if K State's able to really uh, force things inside on Washington State, I think, I think the Cats have a real shot at uh, get, getting the win over Washington State, but. Uh, I mean, the win after that, uh, you, you play against a national title contender in, in, in NC State. So um, it, it's going to be it's going to be fun. We'll we'll see, we'll have to see what happens. I mean, it's anything can happen in March, Blake. Anything can happen in March to just to pretty much summarize things uh, for the men's and women's brackets. Just prepare to go to the cardiologist many times, especially if you're a fan of one of those teams. And luckily for for us, the women's basketball team never vis never makes us visit the cardiologist a whole lot. Not too much. Uh, not too much. Yeah. Not too much. Yeah, Maybe the Iowa State one did a little bit severely, yeah. but it's okay. If I if I got to watch the Oklahoma game, uh, like on oh, TV, yes, I, the Oklahoma game. Oh yeah, my goodness. Yeah, but luckily Brian Smoller's reaction kind of helped me not visit the cardiologist. It was more just kind of saddening. Maybe visit the therapist. That's probably a therapist visit more than a cardiologist visit. But yeah, it's it's a it's a fun time. Uh, it's March Madness where they play Saturday, ten thirty a.m. 
probably on ESPN or ESPN2 or something like that. So um, it would be really fun for this team to get a win, especially with the guys not making the tournament. Um, you know, try to make a run, make the K-State fans proud. Um, you got anything else to say, John, before we uh, move on to baseball? It's March. It is madness. I okay, then. That's all I got. All right, John. Well, um, I think you're going to have to carry the load on baseball. I was obviously in Kansas City for the Big 12 tournament yeah. stuff, so I was, not, uh, I was not really watching. I saw they swept which is really good. Um, Mm -hmm. What if I know that I saw they didn't put up a ton of central Connecticut, right. Didn't put up a ton of runs. So, um, I mean, we're some general, are we looking better, John? What we won four in a row, right? Yeah. Four in a row. I I think it's while we, while we offense in the last three games against uh, central Connecticut have not been, have not been presumably the way we were anticipating it to be, but defense has been getting it done, but uh, what, what I'll kind of give my highlights here. K-State had some great efforts in the series. Dominic Johnson and Cole Johnson, they, they were really swinging the bat well. Uh, Connor McCullough uh, was not feeling well and gave us six innings um, on, uh, on Sunday uh, when he did not feel his best. Uh, Christian Rubick uh, struck out, uh, uh, stuck with it and got paid back and got paid back today. Uh, he was awesome. Uh, who else? German for Fajardo was awesome, was awesome as well. Uh, these are kids that are super talented, but they haven't got the results uh, that they, des- uh, they deserve their work ethic. So in other words, it's a huge win for the Cats to get their first, uh, to get their first sweep of the season. It comes also against an NCAA tournament team from a year back. Um, Dominic Johnson, though, he was, he was amazing throughout this series. Great defensive efforts all around. Um, the, the left fielder. Um, he also registered a pair of two of two hit games, going two for three uh, in game one before a two for five effort in the nightcap. Uh, Johnson hammered twice in the series and drove uh, two in the finale. Um, but uh, what was it? I think the the Saturday game. He he really was a key contributor. I think in the top of the eighth inning, uh, launches a ball uh, deep to left and. And after that, gave the cats uh, gave the cats a one run lead, uh, hitting down to the stretch. So that that came in really big, uh, and the defense especially yeah, defense probably the best performance of the season uh, for up these past three games. Uh, Nebraska uh, uh, Hassel, I, I think that's Griffin, Griffin Hassel. I think um, w- one of the pitchers for K State. He 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 played fantastic uh, as well. He stayed in pretty much be almost the entire rest of the game um, without having without having to be subbed out. So uh, I think overall, you're starting to see a lot more maturity from this team. Um, we'll, we'll see what we'll see what takes place now. K-State goes to Omaha uh, for a midweek game uh, uh, t- tomorrow um, when uh, by the time we're recording this. Uh, I mean, K-State will have a lot more home games uh, coming up in March with Moorhead State. Uh, and Air Force coming into Toyton Family Stadium as well. Yeah, I mean, you're at Omaha. You got series against Moorhead State and Air Force, and then you're right into the thick of it in, in conference play, you know, starting out at TCU. So, I mean, it's not going to get – it's just going to get tougher from here. And There's some good teams in the Big 12 for baseball. It's nice to yeah. actually be able to play baseball over the, in the Midwest now. And the good thing for K-State as well is that this K-State team, they started the year 0-5. 
They're now seven and seven this season. This is this is a team that 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 has the talent to win these to win the first few games. They were just a lot of be- better teams. I don't know if Cal State Bakersfield was better, but but presumably K State got their act together. It was definitely maturity change that I noticed throughout these past few games when I was working graphics for ESPN Plus. But n- not nonetheless, it, it it was a it was a great weekend uh, for the Bad Cats. We'll see how things keep on rolling. Yeah, love to see the continued success for the starting pitchers as well. Um, also in that Saturday game, it was Justin Mitchell in the eighth who homered, but I mean it's not that big of a deal. But um, yeah, it was that, was, that was Mitchell. Oh, yep. I'm trying to think. It, it, I knew Dominic Johnson played played a played a key component uh, on that Saturday game against Central Connecticut, but uh, nonetheless, there's a lot of players. I mean, he uh, was two for three, so and he scored. Yeah. So yeah, a really good day for uh, Justin or Dominic Johnson. Excuse me. For he sure. did really well on Sunday too. So yeah, it's nice to be actually be able to play baseball here in the Midwest. You know, even though we got the the game moved from uh, Friday to Sunday for the doubleheader. But you know, it is it what it is. Really, it's baseball. It was it was really cold on Thursday against Nebraska, and the way Griffin Hassel uh, was was pitching, I, I was I was more so impressed. Um, he, he's a young guy uh, in the in the cold weather, uh, kind of in an empty Toyton Family Stadium. He he was he was he was pitching lights out against Nebraska, for the most part. So great defense. Hopefully, the offense can. Uh, can continue to get things going. I think the defense, especially, it's more of a bend, not break. You'll have a, you'll have a, you'll have to give up a few hits and maybe a run or so, but they don't collapse. Like the Baker, like the Bakersfield, uh, the first game of the Bakersfield series where K State had the opportunity to win, they gave up way too many, way too many errors defensively, uh, which led Bakersfield to to a win, but. Um, KC is starting to capitalize a lot more defensively, and that's what you want uh, if you're Pete Hughes. Yeah, I mean, and especially to play, you know, get four wins in a row in front of the home crowd at Toynton. I think that really helps. You know, you're one game away from getting back to 500 if you manage to beat Omaha, and then you're back at home for five games in a row. And I think this is a really important stretch to get yourself primed for Big 12 play and really set yourself up for success in the future. The bats are getting going, which is good. I think I think this team is starting to you know start to fire on all cylinders and really get into the uh, the groove of things um, right. as we get into the middle of the baseball season. I think, uh, Nebra- th- I think Nebraska may have had more fans on Thursday night, but um, just getting a win on your home home field that's 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 what you want to do uh, if you're the home team. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it'll be nice when the weather's you know the weather's starting to. I don't know if we're going to get back to cold. We were we got to warm for a few days and then it started snowing and now we're kind of warm again. So who knows where it's going to go that's, from here? That, that's just Kansas weather for you. Yeah, yeah. If you think if you think K State has it hard uh, when it comes to weather, uh, y'all. But teams uh, way up in the Northeast, uh, like Central Connecticut State, they have to play on the road uh, throughout the entire month of March uh, just because of how cold it is up there. So. K-State luckily got to benefit off of a weekend, which a little bit changed their schedule at all, but it was it was a good outing for the Cats. Yeah, great to get the sweet good three wins in a row. Uh, you got any other thoughts before we get out of here? Been here? We've been here for a minute, John. Oh, yeah, we've been here for a minute. I'm, I think I'm ready to kind of get relax a little more. I, I 
I knew I knew for sure like we were I, I was trying to I was trying to work with you we were trying to get in a show because of because of how much things have changed throughout so glad we were able to do this episode can't wait to see what else is more to come yeah I think we got a lot of stuff going on um I think the next time we'll be on is uh this Friday uh live on Wildcat 91.9 probably unless somebody does the baseball game so but uh yeah make sure you're following us on Twitter so you can keep updated when we're dropping new episodes uh, take our quizzes on Sporkle, follow our personal social medias, all those links and everything like that will be in the description of the episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening. It's been eight days and we covered a lot of stuff. I think this is probably going to be one of our better episodes, John. One of our better episodes, one of our two episodes, one of our two-part episodes. Two-part? Yeah, well, that's a, yeah, this is definitely going to be a two-parter. We'll know if like, people just do it for two hours. So, but uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening again. And um, Cats by 90, on to Manhattan. Emo, emo, emo. Emo. <laughs>